You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Steven Serta. Chiefs are back on the practice field Thursday as they continue to prepare for their week one matchup against the Cleveland Browns. We heard from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy as well as defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo and defensive lineman Chris Jones and special teams coordinator Dave Toe. We'll go in that order, starting with Eric Bieniemy, then defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. We'll take a quick timeout, then we'll hear from Chris Jones and Dave Toe. Let's hear from the Chiefs' offensive coordinator. All right. Good afternoon. Hope everybody's uh, family's doing well. Uh, excited about this week. Fired up. Our guys are excited to be back here at uh, at Arrowhead Stadium, home opener. Get the, uh, the fans going right back in the kingdom, right where we need to be. With that said. I'm all ears. Coach, what are some of the challenges that you see with, with your new young offensive line versus that Cleveland Browns defense, especially that defensive front where it looks like they made a lot of upgrades too? Yeah, you know what? Uh, Joe Woods and Kevin Stefanski has done a heck of a job. The organization's done a heck of a job of adding some pieces. Uh, we expect our guys to go out there and play hard and play fast. The biggest thing that I've seen with our guys is just the, the overall communication aspect of it. Coach Heck has done a great job with those young guys up front. But on top of that, there are some guys that have played a lot of football in that room as well. We've got Mike Rimmers. we got the Doc. we got Andrew Wiley. You know, you got Kyle Long, who's been, been around. My point is, is those guys are fired up. They're eager to get out there. And you know what? It's not going to be perfect, okay? But when it's all said and done with, as long as they're accountable, they're playing hard and they're playing fast, and they're living in that moment and understanding – that the only thing that matters is the next play. That's all that matters. How important was it, was it for you guys to identify your starting five fairly early in camp so they could really start to mesh and have that kind of cohesiveness? You know what? I, I, yeah, I think that was, that's very important just because of what you said. Chemistry has to be formed, and, and it has to be a, a bond that becomes, you know, thicker than anything. And so those guys, they spend a lot of time together, Okay. They do a great job of communicating. Obviously, they study well together. And like I said, it's, it's, it's not anything that's always perfect. But the thing that I appreciate about them is how hard they play, how physical they play. But on top of that, it is important for them to make sure that they're doing their job and being accountable to the rest of the guys. Are they physical? Or are they going to be on paper when you brought this group in? It looked like they were going to just be a team that could just run right at you and run over you. Is, it that, is that the reality? Well, the reality is this. we got to go out and play these, this team. What time is kickoff? 3.05? 3.25. We're going to find out. Yes. But, yes, that's what you always envision. You want your guys to be physical. You want them to go out there and put everything on display that we've, we've talked about. But we also understand this is the NFL. Those guys on the other side of the ball get paid, too. And so, like I said, when it's all said and done with, we want our guys to go out there and play hard all right, and play fast. But more importantly, be accountable 
live in the moment and focus on the next play because that's the only thing that matters. Quiet is for all three downs when it comes to maybe needing to pass protect, especially on third down. You know what? I, I'm feeling very comfortable about Clyde adding to his role and what he does. Coach Slew has done a great job with him. Uh, he's done a great job with all those guys, in fact. And I think those guys pretty much showed you exactly what they're capable of during the preseason. But Clyde, the best thing about Clyde is that he's had an opportunity to digest everything during the offseason. And so that's huge. On top of that, he's had an opportunity to get out there and, uh, and, and put it on display in training camp. And so with this additional week, now with everything that we've had an opportunity to study, I think Clyde's going to be fine. You know, I think the entire group is going to go out there and do what is expected of them to do. Past 53, Jarek's here instead of um, Darwin, Darwin with Tampa. What did maybe Jarek offer you that maybe you didn't have last year in a third back? Well, it, obviously you never want to cut guys. Uh, you know, Darwin did a heck of a job. The thing that we appreciate is that these guys have made it tough on us to make decisions, and that's the great thing. That means that uh, our guys, uh, Veach and them, have always done a great job. They're doing an even more better job by creating competition at all positions. But you hate to lose a young, talented kid as Darwin. But also, we're excited about the addition of Jarek. I think Jarek brings a lot. He brings a, a, a great deal of experience. He's done a great job of playing on special teams. On top of that, he can run the ball too, and he can catch out of the backfield. So he brings us a little bit of everything that we love, you know, when executing, doing what we do on our, on our side of the ball. Eric, the last couple of years, you guys have had to go out about this time and bring in a veteran back. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about the depth with those three guys? I'm knock on wood. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> but uh, these guys have been working their tails off, you know. Uh, but uh, Clyde has done a heck of a job. Daryl, obviously, is, is the jack of all trades. He's done a heck of a job since he's been here. And Jarek has. And just like we just discussed about the O-line, those guys have a great chemistry. On top of that, you guys have met the coach in Greg Lewis. He's a little special, but he's an outstanding coach. And he does a heck of a job with him. <laughs> you guys missed that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I <laughs> this is the opportunity to, I guess, ex explain what makes Greg special, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, I, I, I figure such, but uh, what, what excites you most about seeing McColl uh, now going into year three, similar to what you said with Bob Clyde, everything that's gone on in the offseason for him? Just, just playing with more confidence and exuding more confidence, allowing himself to just run and, 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 and do the things that we thought he was capable of doing. So... And, and we're fired up about, you know, the things, all the things that he brings to the table. But the thing that I'm, I'm excited about as well is that all the other guys are excited about him, you know. And I'm, I'm always going to go back to the group in the room. Those guys support one another, and they realize how important each other they are to each other. So those guys make sure that everybody is being held at a high standard and that they're doing all the little necessary things that they need to do. And I'll say this again, once again, it's not always perfect, but the thing that they are doing, they're being accountable and they're making sure that they're doing it the right way to give us the best opportunity to be successful. Coach, I'm running in year four being OC. You know, with the talent that you have surrounding, as you mentioned before, how it makes it difficult to cut players, do you, do you enjoy staying up late at night, you know, you and Andy conversing or, or here at the office, drawing up plays or whatever that, that will, you know, enhance your resume, uh, you know, to get a head coaching job. But, do you know, are there any challenges that you foresee with this offense? 
You know what? I, I, I'll say this. Yes, we, we grind. Okay, this is what we do. That just comes with the title. And if you, you work with any head coach, you're going to take on the role of that head coach. Coach Reed is a grinder. So, now nah, we don't mind spending time here at late nights and, and making sure that we can give our players the best opportunity, put them in the best uh, positions to have the best opportunity to have success. But when it's all said and done with, you know, this ain't about me trying to go out and get a job. This is about us collectively as a team to making sure that we're handling and conducting our business and living in the moment. Like today is Thursday. You know, we got a situational day. We want to make sure that we're focused on the day, focus on the individual reps, focus on the meeting, focus on the film study. That way we can give ourselves the best opportunity to go out and execute our jobs with great attention to detail on Sunday when it comes kickoff time. That last, last time around against the Browns, losing a quarterback in the middle of a playoff game, is that the ultimate challenge for an offensive coordinator? Was that one of the biggest challenges you, you faced in your job? You know what? I, I'll say this, and, and I'm not bragging or putting our staff on, uh, on anybody's pedestal. We do a great job of making sure that we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's. Unfortunately, injuries happen. You never want them to happen. But you always got to have a contingency plan in case things do happen. And so we take a tremendous amount of pride in making sure that we have Chad ready for any and every situation that there is. You know, and so that's our job as coaches. And just like if anybody was to go down at any other position, we need to make sure that those guys are ready to fill the positions and fill those roles that needs to be uh, 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 fulfilled. But at the end of the day, these guys understand, okay? They do not want to let each other down. And I'm going to keep coming back to this. Accountability goes a long way. That's why we do what we do. You know what? I, I feel pretty good about him. Obviously, Sammy has, has been a, a central piece to everything that we've accomplished over the past few years, but Sammy's not here. And so it's the, the next man's uh, opportunity. We've had, uh, you know, Demarcus Rob. We've had D Rob here for a number of years. D Rob has done a lot of tremendous things for us. Also, we have McCole. We got Byron Pringle. You know, we have a number of guys to step up and fulfill those roles. That's the beauty of it. Now, all of them bring something different to the table, but they all understand. They may not play every snap, but when they're out there, they're going to maximize the opportunity and make the most of it because when it's all said and done with, it's about us making sure that we're putting ourselves in position to be victorious at the end of the game. Yeah. Well, they, first of all, it starts up front. And those two guys coming off the edge are very, very impressive. On top of that, they got a familiar face, a kid by the name of Malik Jackson who played with the Denver Broncos for a number of years. Um, they got some backers that have a, a tremendous amount of experience. They drafted a young kid who's, who's pretty athletic and, and can do a lot of things. They drafted the young corner. I mean, <laughs> you look up and down this roster, there are some talented pieces. You know what? This is the NFL. You expect a challenge each and every week, okay? Our, our personnel staff, Veach and them, have done an outstanding job of making sure that we have talent as well. And so we just want to make sure that we go out there and play up to our capabilities to give ourselves a chance. And we just got to play assignment sound 
football when it's all said and done. Uh, when, you, when you look at your running backs, I mean, I know you prepare guys for all situations, but do you foresee using guys in certain situations, or is it, do you foresee it being kind of Clyde show and, and you know using other guys for depth purposes? You know what? I think you'll find out on on, on Sunday. How about that one? <laughs> but I, I will say this: all those guys bring something special to the table, and. We're not opposed to, to, to Clyde going out there and playing 100 snaps. We're not, a, we're not opposed to all those guys having an opportunity and a role, okay? At the end of the day, and I'm going to say this again, we just want our guys to go out there and maximize the opportunities that are presented when on that field. All right? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're at a Thursday game week. It seems like forever this game is taken to get here. Uh, without that fourth game, it's a little bit different, but... Happy to be hitting Thursday. Look forward to go out there and practicing today with that all open it up. Coach, I mean, seeing all the upgrades that, uh, that Cleveland has made, you see the two running backs that they got, Odell Beckham uh, returning to the lineup for Cleveland. What kind of challenges do you see them presenting? Yeah, well, listen, they are what they are, I and mean, that's one of the top offenses in this league. At least that's how we see them. The, the O-line's intact. They didn't really have that in the playoff game last time we played them. Uh, their left tackle got hurt, so... Uh, that's one change. Number 13 changes a lot of things. I know that firsthand, going against them every day in practice. Um, so that's a big challenge. And along with that, uh, the tight ends, uh, Landry, you know, and those two running backs. So you're looking at an offense right out of the gates, first game, uh, that's going to be a huge challenge for our guys. But we've been practicing on it for quite a while. Hopefully we're up for the task, and we'll see what happens. What's this going to look like, assuming Tyron doesn't play Sunday? We've not seen that other than that game at the end of the regular season last year with a bunch of guys who What's this going to look like for you guys defensively without him, assuming he doesn't play? Yeah, uh, and, you know, it's, it's up in the air right now, and that's a little bit challenging to, um, to game plan for, but we've got, you know, plan A and plan B. Um, it'd be no, we would handle it no different, obviously, than somebody getting hurt in the middle of the game. Guys got to be ready to step up. The advantage we have, I guess, versus that particular scenario is we're practicing with guys that, we think might have to play. So <clears throat> we'll move guys around, do what we have to, try to do most of the things that we do with Tyron, but certainly some of those things are going to change and some of the game, some of the calls might alter because of that. Yeah, and assuming he does play, he's missed some time. Now. Yeah. What's reasonable to expect from him? Can he well, play a full game at this point, assuming he does make it back? Yeah, look, at that's always, uh, we don't know, right? But this dude we're talking about is a special guy, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but I, I think we got to be fair to him. We always say this, sometimes you got to protect the players from themselves. Uh, so we'll be careful there. Coach Reed and I have talked about it. I've talked about it with Rick. Uh, we'll see where we're at when, we, when the time comes. What's your confidence level that you might even have you back tomorrow for practice? Are you, are you guys there yet? You yeah, I don't there? know that yet. I mean, I know that was one of the scenarios, but we won't know that I, really until tomorrow. Won't know. How have you communicated with Tyron? How has he been a part of meetings virtually? Yeah, like I mean, thank God we've got all. We're way ahead in this whole Zoom thing. Otherwise, we'd be trying to figure that out. But, yeah, he's been, you know, so the camera sits right in front of me as I address it, and he's right there. You know, I get to talk to him a little bit in the meetings. Uh, but he hasn't missed the beat. You know, certainly he's chomping at the bet, as you can imagine. Um, he just loves playing this game, and he misses his guys. So we're just in a, you know, we'll find out. Coach, you talked about, you, talked about um, you know, Cleveland set up the offensive line. How do you think the Chiefs offensive line with the new rookies out of there, how do you think they prepared you all for what you're going to see this weekend? 
the Chiefs' offensive line? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean with, with your defensive front going up against them, how do you think, with, with the way that the Chiefs have their offensive line set up, it's kind of prepared you for Cleveland's offensive line? Well, you know, we've had, I mean, we had a bunch of reps where we did go against our guys, which is what you got to do, right? The, now, the, the scheme's different. You know, that, that's a little bit of a challenge. I mean, what our guys do offensively here in Kansas City is, is pretty different than what Cleveland does, the attack. And so that we've tried to simulate that as much as we can. I don't know if that's what you're asking about the young guys that work on the scout team. but um, And that's a challenge every week. You know, we, we'll go through that a number of times this year with offenses that are really completely different than what our guys do. But that's something we got to do as players, as coaches every week. Chubb and Hunt are two of the best at breaking tackles and yeah. you know, yards after contact. Is, is tackling, especially in game one, is even more of an emphasis. Based on yeah, real concerning. I mean, we had the advantage of three preseason games, didn't have those last year. I can already give you the stats. Last year, when we didn't have a preseason game, we had 14 missed tackles in that Houston game. So is that concerning? Yes. We had some preseason games, but, but our first group didn't play a lot. It's been, we've worked on it. Anytime we put the pads on, we're tackling. Uh, the only thing we're not doing is tackling guys to the ground. But it's in the forefront of coaches and players' work ethic and concern right now. How did you guys grade out in the, in the playoff game against them? In terms of, uh, actually pretty good. Yeah, the other thing we were good at was yards after catch in that particular game. I, I pointed that out the other day. We need both of those um, to happen again in order for us to have a chance at slowing these guys down. You talk about your front seven versus an offensive line that wants to assault. They want to run the football. They want to yeah. control the game. Can you talk about that? <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, what we'll have to do is sometimes make it a front eight, sometimes make it a front seven. That's part of the game within the game. Um, but, you know, hopefully with where we got guys lined up and, you know, some new people, hopefully that helps us. We won't know till we get in there. They have some things that they kind of stick to that you're probably going to see every game from them. But they got enough little wrinkles in there. We'll have to find out what those are against us. I just remember them running the football pretty effectively in that third quarter in the playoff game. So my guess is we'll see some of those plays. Do you want to ask you about your uh, defensive ends? We've been talking about the move for Chris Jones for four months now. How eager are you to see that full body of work, and then what are reasonable expectations for Frank Clark, considering he's been yeah, yeah, it's a good point about Frank. I mean, he got some reps yesterday. Hopefully, we get him a few more. I mean, Frank's really like Tyron. We haven't practiced for a long time. You want to be careful getting him in the game. So we'll tread lightly with the number of plays. We're optimistic that we could get him for Sunday, uh, but you know, we won't know that until the end of the week. Hopefully, no setbacks. Um, you know, Chris being at the end, I, the other thing we missed, uh, you know, Chris was out that one week prior to Minnesota. One good thing about the Minnesota game was very similar in style, that offense in Cleveland's. Um, unfortunately, Chris wasn't there for that one. So, but he's, he's working at it. Look, we got to go out there and play. There's going to be some mistakes. There's going to be first game uh, mistakes like we get all the time. He's at a new position. Uh, hopefully we can make another uh, enough good plays to offset that. That would be the challenge. Steve, you talk all, all season about um, getting better in, in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, you and your guys. And where are you guys at? How comfortable are you right now? Yeah. The only, really the only indicator we had was we had the, you know, they, when Minnesota drove right down in the red zone in that first game, I mean, excuse me, in the last game that we had. And, and we did get it done. You know, three, we stopped them in three and they kicked the field goal. I hope that's indicative of where we're headed, but we won't know until we get in the game. I mean, we've we've worked the crap out of it. Uh, is all I can tell you. Uh, we'll find out what happens on Sunday. Coach, you mentioned earlier about Beckham and your experience practicing against him, and he changes a lot of things. Mm. What are those things that 
you believe your cornerback group needs to be aware of? Yeah, listen, he's a, he is the ultimate game wrecker, in my opinion. Um, he can wreck a game from an offensive standpoint. He can catch the ball for a five-yard slant, and it can be 60. You can catch a, a, a hook and make a guy miss, and it can be 80. So that, that's a concern. We'll have our eyeballs on it. Uh, corners, safeties, everybody's talking about it. And yet, listen, when I say that, they got some other weapons too. You know, they're running the football. You can't commit too many guys to Odell Beckham. You can't tackle all those running backs. So we'll play that game within the game, but we're aware of how talented he is. Coach, at linebacker, uh, Willie's out, obviously, for a while. And people look at the depth chart, and they get excited about whose name is on the top of the depth chart. A lot of folks around here are excited about your rookie, Nick Bolton. Yeah. How ready is he to be called on to play a lot of snaps at this point without having really much experience under his belt? Yeah, you won't know until you get in a real game. The only thing I can comment and say is this, is when he played in the three preseason games, it felt like to me that the game wasn't too big for him if that's any indication. I hope that, I mean, I don't see why that would change uh, in this game. We're confident in what he does mentally. Will he make rookie mistakes? Yeah, they all do, right? They're all going to make them. But he plays alongside Guy Hitch, who can help him out a lot, and Ben. So I think the combination of those three, hopefully, will get the job done. But we got, we're anxious to see what Nick can do. One of the things with, with Chris Jones moving positions is obviously he's got to set the edge more. Yeah. This team in particular that, that runs a lot, where is he in that? Now, he's good there. I mean, I, the thing they may try to do is run it away from him. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they have a plan um, one way or the other. I mean, the one thing that did happen two years ago when we played Minnesota here in a real game, uh, Chris happened to play an end in that game. Uh, so Kevin over there on offense, he, I think he's got a plan for what he's going to do. We'll just have to have a better plan somehow. Anyone else? I'm good? Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Yeah. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You just heard from Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy and Defensive Coordinator Steve Spagnolo. Now we'll hear from Defensive End Chris Jones as well as Special Teams Coordinator Dave Tobe. That's exciting. Um, it's going to be my first time in a new design locker room and to have the experience to have all the fans back. Um, it's truly remarkable, especially uh, dealing with what's still going on this year and what, what occurred last year. Chris, uh, looking at this office that's coming in Sunday, what, what challenges do you think they present to you playing a new, playing a new position and also with the addition of Odell Beckham coming back? Um, the overall team is built to run the ball. You know, they got a, um, I figured that we used to have Kareem Hunt, who was very aggressive, and Nick Chubb, those guys set the standard. And then they got elite raw receivers with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. So um, they, they present all type of challenges for our defense. So you got to play fast, physical, and um, try to match the physicality that they are giving us. 
one of these teams that people have kind of picked to go deep in the playoffs, maybe be a Super Bowl team. You all faced them last year in the playoffs. You pay attention to that stuff when someone's coming in. Is this like a statement type thing for you guys, or is that not on your mind at all? Oh, yeah. You know, you're playing in the NFL every game, I feel like, is a statement piece. Um, can't worry about last year. Uh, every team is different going into this year, and uh, every team mindset is different. So everyone is 0-0 right now. So, um, you know, you're still fighting for 1-0. So that's how we're presenting. That's how we're going to go in at it. Baker Mayfield has a reputation and a history of talking sometimes funny, sometimes smack to the other team. Did he talk to you at all, talk to you guys last year in the playoff game? Not as I can remember, um, but we all got mouths. We all can talk. We are, we're all men here, so um, I'm quite sure we can match whatever he want to want to talk about. Stangs talked about how against that Minnesota a couple of years ago, Kevin Kevin Stangs was up there. You played defensive end due to injuries in that game. What did you take away from that game? Are there any lessons you can learn from going up against that offense you can apply? Um, different types, you know. The offense is similar in, in, in ways. The play schemes, the the scheme of the offenses type, very similar. Um, both teams love to run the ball. Both teams are built off the run. You know, you look at Minnesota, it's Dalvin Cook. You look at Cleveland Browns, it's Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, and that's how their team rolls. So it's very similar in in a lot of aspects of their games. This position switch has been something that you've been working on for months. How ready do you feel to take on uh, that role where you're going to be going in and out? That's the building process until Sunday, man. We'll see where it goes. And uh, just to follow up on the stadium question, you're obviously a very emotional player. How do you keep cool? Like, what's your strategy on a Sunday to make sure you, you don't get too excited too fast? There's no cool on Sunday. Uh, we're going to have all the fans there. Uh, uh, I j- might jump out of my helmet. It's no cool. It's no time to be cool. Coach Reed, preach, let your personality show, and um, I'll be full blasted. How important is it do you feel for yourself personally to try to uh, within the team aspect, get off to a good start, getting sacks and stuff like that, so you don't come into a situation later on in the season where you're trying to get X amount of sacks. Yeah, I'm not worried about no sacks, man. Listen, uh, my our goal is to, especially my goal is to uh, do whatever I possibly can to get myself in a position to make a play and uh, better my teammates. Um, if sacks come, it's very fortunate, um, but you know. You know, sacks are like a plus. Uh, my, I try to do my job first, and whatever happens within the play is very fortunate of it. Chris, obviously, no matter which position you play on the line, you're sort of gauging run or pass. But specifically against a team that likes to run the ball a lot and playing defensive end where you could be on the edge, does that change the mentality at all? Um, not really. We still got the same mentality. Uh, do your job plus one, you know, doing my job, whether it's setting the edge or whatever the, the, the play is designed for me to do, and um, do plus that. Do you have to be, I guess, more reactionary at, at that spot than your old spot then? I don't think so. I just think, you know, uh, I'm comfortable in both positions. I feel like both positions are similar. Just the difference is instead of being inside the defense, I'm on the outside now. But I, I feel like they're both similar. Chris, uh the defensive side of the ball, you guys have been preaching to get better in the red zone. How comfortable are you guys right now going into week one, you know, that you've improved in that area? Um, for me, it's about improving it in week in and week out, you know, um, and staying consistent with that. You know, um, if we continue to improve and stay consistent, we'll be where we want to be at the end of the season. Chris, you guys haven't had Tyron out there this week because of the COVID protocols. Coach said he was maybe getting closer, but he's not going to practice today. If you had been in contact with him, I guess, 
Fag says he's in your meetings on Zoom. You feel like he's going to be back out here tomorrow, maybe playing? What, what are your thoughts? Um, he's been on a Zoom call in the meeting. Um, haven't talked to him. Um, but I, I don't know what's the situation, so I can't really give you my opinion on that. But um, that's my guy. That's one of the leaders of this defense. And uh, we miss him dearly. How much would it alter your leadership role, Chris, if he's not out there? And uh, it would be the first time that since he's been with the team that, that you guys haven't played together. Um, nothing really changes for us. Um, you know, his presence will be missed. Um, what he brings to this team will be missed, and um, his leadership will be missed. But I, I, I put faith in our guys on the back end that we got guys that can step in and play real football, you know. And guys on this team that have been in situations um, where they played in the Super Bowl game unexpectedly because of a situation. So I'm, I'm definitely comfortable with, with the guys we got if uh, anything extraordinary happened and where T5 can play. Differences in the preseason that you guys just couldn't show was obviously playing with Frank and you on the outside together. Just how much of that do you think will have an impact on Sunday if you guys are able to um, play the way you guys expect to? It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really fun to have my brother on the edge and um, to have Jay Reed in the inside. Um, he's been a great addition to this defense. Um, his presence means a lot for this defense and um, gave us the flexibility to move me outside. So um, for me, it's an honor to play with those guys. and. Um, what they bring to this defense. One of your roles will obviously be sitting the edge on, on rush downs. What do you remember about having the, to stop Kareem Hunt and, and back when you used to go up against him at practice and training camp and whatnot? You know, um, Kareem Hunt, uh, I think he led the league in rushing yards his rookie year. I mean, you look at the you look at the guy' um, history and his stats. I mean, speaks for itself. He, he's made a name for himself in this league, and he's a physical runner who can catch and has great speed out of the backfield. So, you know, we got to try to affect him in some type of way. Is that it? Thank you. You guys take care. Game week finally. By the way, guys. So, with the you know new season starting like this, your scouting of other teams, how much change do you expect from what you saw from the Browns last year? Is, yeah, is there a lot of special teams changes with them? You know, the thing is, we played them in 2021, so you know it was. Um, you know, you go back and you look at that game. Obviously, you look at it hard. Uh, we didn't have any punts in that game. So we uh, weren't able to really look at that stuff. So you had to go back and look at you know, what they did in the preseason, what they did during the regular season. Um, but, you know, not a lot's changed. You know, they got a lot of the same personnel. Uh, most importantly, they got their same coach, in, coach back. You know, Mike Prefer does a great job. You know, those guys are well coached. And, um, you know, we're expecting a, a heck of a battle. Uh, Dave, you, you gave high praise to Mike Hughes as a front returner. Yeah. Is that spot going to be his for Sunday? Is there going to be a between him and McColl? How does that sort Yeah, of I'm, not, I'm not going to, you know, say exactly who's going to be back there right now, but, you know, I'm happy with both of those guys. And, and, you know, the good thing is we have a lot of guys we can go to, and, you know, he's one of them. He's certainly one of them. Dave, it seems like the roster Final 53 helps out special teams quite a bit. You know, look at guys like Kent and, and Landon. Were you pretty pleased with yeah, I'm very pleased. I mean, those guys, every year, every year, uh, Veach and Andy, and, you know, they do a great job, you know, considering special teams and knowing how important it is and, and, and making sure that we have enough guys on our end of it. I was very happy the way it worked out this year. Um, you know, they're all good football players, offense and defense. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, as a whole, we're a better football team because of the roster they put together.
You guys were without Dorian for a bunch of games last year. Just how critical is it to have him fully healthy? Yeah, I mean, a healthy Dorian uh, helps us on special teams. You know, Dorian's, uh, you know, obviously one of our key, uh, you know, players for special teams, and uh, having him on the field is important. Uh, we did miss a lot, miss him a bunch last year. Other guys had to fill in for him, so it's good to have him healthy and start the year off with him out there on the field. Hey, Coach, Harrison Bunker nailed that 64-yarder against all Labor Day weekend. <laughs> yeah. Coming into this year, is it realistic to say his range could be up to 70 yards? In the right conditions, yeah, he could. I mean, if you know, in a pregame, if, if there was a strong wind behind us, I mean, he could hit, certainly hit a 70-yarder. Um, that kick that he made in practice uh, wasn't under hard rush. You know, there was a lot of situation, but we did have a little bit of wind behind us, and he probably would have made it from 68 if you looked at it. You know how far it went. So, um, you know, a 70 yards is not out of the question for him. You know, in the right conditions, he can do it. Um, but uh, we're not going to throw him back there in those, you know, a lot of situations like that just because of the field position. If you miss a field goal like that, the field position that you're giving up is, is is so much that, you know, you have to really consider that, you know. And But but at the end of a half, you know, uh, you know, with a couple seconds left in the game and or, or, or in the half and, and you get out there and you got you might want to try something like that if the situation was right. When he first got here, he was still a young guy, obviously. Did you see him? Uh, realistically developing this kind of range? Uh, we knew he had a strong leg. You know, we saw that, um, you know, and then when we first got him, he was really hitting the ball really high. You know, he, he had a really high trajectory. We knew if we could lower his trajectory a little bit that his power would be even better, and, and that's really what he's developed over the time. So he's, you know, he's definitely got one of the strongest legs in the league for sure. You talk to, when a guy's going good, do you talk to him or do you just stay away from him because you don't want to mess with Just keep going. Yeah, I, I always say I always say I'm a manager. You know, I'm a manager. I'm gonna make it sure that they don't kick too much, making sure Tommy doesn't punt too much. Um, you know, let them let them do their thing. They they got their own little world now that they you know they you know, and I kind of I kind of stay back from it. I step in when I need to, but you know, I'm more of a manager with those guys than I am, uh, you know, an actual uh, you know. Every down coach, so to speak, or a, or a kicking coach, you know, so you know, like a golf coach or a golf swing coach, you know, so it's a little different for me. How do you think the the, the whole idea of the snap and the hold and all that stuff, the group of three working together, they haven't done it as long as the group you had before. How's that come along? Yeah, hundred percent confident in, in all of that part. Hundred percent confident, you know, having all those guys together again, and and they talk about the stuff all the time, and they're always working. I mean, they'll they'll work an entire practice on the operation and different ins and outs and what we're going to call this, what they're going to call that. And, you know, every once in a while they let me in on what they're doing. You know? So that's the way it goes. So, but they're, you know, I'm, I'm very confident in those guys and, and what they do, for sure. You were talking about, you know, the field position after like a missed long field goal. Um, it, it seems like analytics has greatly changed in the conversation about whether you kick, punt, field goal, whatever, maybe or you go for it on fourth down. From your perspective as a special team coordinator, how has that affected your job as far as how you prepare the guys for those situations and from the decisions about whether you kick or go for it? It depends on who you're playing. You know, it depends on how your offense is doing. It depends on how your defense is playing. You know, is it a field position game? You know, is it a, uh, you know, a game where we just need to pin somebody down there on punt and, you know, instead of, uh, you know, kicking a, kicking a field goal. I mean, it, it all depends. All, there's so many factors that go into it. Analytics will say one thing, but the weather could say another. You know, I mean, there's just so many aspects to it. But we use analytics as um, just a tool, 
it's just a tool, but it's not the end all. You know, it's not the thing that we're gonna. You know, you know, Mike Frazier is our guy. He's he's up there in the box, and he's always telling us, you know, different things, uh, giving us advice as far as what the analytics say. And then you have to take that that information, and then you have to, you know, input it to what what you're getting in the game, weather wise, and what team you're playing, and, and what how your offense is moving the ball, how your defense is stopping them. And, is there any areas where you feel like analytics has maybe changed the decision-making or thought process? Uh, no. No. Not, not for me. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. See you.